Hi, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of Nerd Factory. Today, I'm going to review an old game for you, a retro review, as I kind of do sometimes here. But this time, it's going to be about a very special video game. A game that I myself waited years to play, didn't have the chance to actually play it, but finally, after many, many years, I finally played it, and it was fantastic. This game is none other than Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition. Now, this may come as a surprise to you, but I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan. I have played many of its titles across different generations. And when it came to the 15, I always wanted to play it. I was super excited to play it. And that was the time when the game was introduced as, as Final Fantasy 13 Versus, which I thought to myself, why is it called Versus? It's like, you know, kind of, you have a new character and, you know, then there's other characters from every other game. We're just going to fight each other like a fighting video game. And I didn't know what to expect. So I watched the trailers and I was like, oh, yeah, this looks good. This looks really good. But then the game went off for a few years. It came back, reintroduced as Final Fantasy XV, Chrysalis, Fabulous, Novella, whatever the hell, <laughs> Nebula, Crystallis something? I, I kind of forget. It's pretty hard to say. But I was super duper excited for this title. And I remember that coming up to the release, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely want to play this. This looks amazing. But I never got the chance. So after four years after its release, I finally got to play it. And my God, it's, it's still worth the wait. It took me a long time, but I finally played it. I played the Royal Edition and here's my review of it. So Final Fantasy XV, as many of you probably know, but this is, this is a review for people who don't know and they're just on the fence and they're interested in the Final Fantasy series mainly because of the Seven remake. But let me tell you, this game is just amazing. I mean, I, I just played it and I didn't expect this. At the beginning, you'll be a little bit confused. I had played the Platinum demo once and I was like, ah, the game looks pretty good. It's amazing, it's a little bit tough, I like it. And everything was on par with what I expected. But then, when I played this game, I was a little bit confused, like, okay, what's this? What's that? Who's this? What's that? And it's true, people are saying that, yeah, the game kind of expects you to watch the movie or anime before you play this game. That may actually be true, because I was kind of confused by everything. Like, it suddenly just jumped on you. And at first, you have a little problem adjusting to the whole situation. So why is that? Basically, every character that is there is kind of like, you know, a stereotypical trope of some uh, characters. Like, for example, Prompto is a dummy who wants to be better, who wants to be always good, but is doing its best and yet still acts like a dummy. In fact, he reminds me very much of Yosuke from Persona 4. In fact, his voice actor seems very close to that. I'm not sure if they're the same, but if they are, I will not be surprised because he's playing the same character in two different series, and I'm not surprised if it is. So he seems a lot like Yosuke Hanamura. Did I say it's correctly? Is this his family name? I'd be surprised if I said it correctly. <laughs> so it seems like Yosuke. Then we have Ignis, who's the good guy, who's very by the book. He's a good, you know chef, he drives, and he's like that, you know, very faithful, very loyal person who always looks out for the 
main character. So that's that's another trope. Then we have Gladio, who I actually like. I think he's my favorite. He's very strong. He's very powerful. He's very protective, and he wants the best. And yet, he kind of is an asshole sometimes. But that's kind of necessary. Then we have Noctis, the prince that is emo, that is not really in a good mood. He at first it kind of reminded me of reminded me of Cloud, but then there were things that I watch and saw from him that was like okay he's not exactly cloud it's actually very different but at the beginning he gives that vibe a little bit because when you meet cloud he's kind of this arrogant guy who's like yeah i'm better than all of you and then slowly he starts to you know become a better character he becomes more caring he starts to actually develop emotions in my opinion he doesn't always have them and when it comes to noct that is actually that you at first He's not exactly the kind of character that you would be like, wow, full of emotions, I love this guy. You're more like, oh, come on, be better. And sometimes you actually get angry at him. Like, why are you such a wuss? Why are you such an asshole? Just, just be a good guy. And that's what I like. Because all of these characters slowly but realistically start to grow. The game... Game's narrative is not exactly perfect. Let me put that out. Not everything is, is explained in the best way. You cannot expect everything to be put on the platter and be explained to you. There are some things that don't make sense. There are some things that, again, is not really explained well. But it's not to say that the game sucks when it comes to that. The, na- the narrative is actually very emotionally powerful. I love the story. The connections, the characters, it's just wonderful. Every character, you have a meaningful relationship with them. And it might sound funny, but you actually have a much more meaningful relationship with your brothers, as I would call them brothers, because that's how the game puts them as your brothers instead of your bodyguards. But, you know, with your brothers, then uh, Luna Freya. Even, Even the Luna Freya relationship is explained really well, and it made me emotional. And I was like, huh. It's weird. We rarely see Luna Freya. We rarely see any connections with them. But you can actually feel that Noctis does love her. And that's just... Wow. Now, the game doesn't feature so many RPG choices. It doesn't, really. Especially in terms of story. It just wants to tell its own story. You get to have very few choices, which don't make that much of an impact anyway. But you do get, of course, RPG-style things like skills, like combat stuff like how you want to style your gameplay there are many things that act on that even how you affect your own companions but that's to say that don't expect to have a very different ending just because the game is supposed to be a jrpg it's not exactly that it's a bit different but still i love it there's an overall narrative and you get there there's no way that you can even change some narratives or some relationships you just have to play the game And that doesn't take away from the fun of it, actually. Now, when I talked about the relationships, there are many scenes in the game that highlight those relationships. There are some huge gaps in the story. That suddenly you're like, whoa, how did this happen? Whoa, how did this guy come back? How did this happen to this dude? And you may be confused. You may be like, what the hell? What the hell? But the thing is that of course, you figure it out in the Royal Edition. You can have the DLCs on and play them later, of course, to avoid spoilers for yourself, and enjoy them. You're like, ah, that's, that's pretty cool. 
this is what happened. The story is actually big. I'm not going to spoil them here. But I would say that they are worth your time. It, except for the, of course, episode Arden, which sucks ass. But other than that, everything else is just amazing. You just look at it and you're like, wow, that is amazing. How do they make this? But even if you don't know what happens, the way Nox reacts to any of them, it's just fabulous. When it comes to Gladios, you just feel angry and sad and have all that emotion. When you get to see the respect that Noct finally has for Gladio and Gladio for him, it's just emotionally powerful because you suddenly feel like, yeah, we deserve this. When it comes to Prompto, you feel sad about him and everything that happened. And if you watch the anime, you're going to feel even sadder. And you have that love. And when it comes to Ignis, oh boy, that is a whole different kind of gut punch. And it is just the one thing that I love about this game very much is that the interaction between all these characters, they keep talking to each other, they keep having reactions. They're not there just to be there. They are there to give you a whole narrative. You will have a whole narrative just listening to these guys banter. And that's what makes this game very powerful. Emotionally, this game is heavy. And it handles it really well. It knows how to handle this kind of thing. And I'm in love with this game for that. It just knows how to handle things. And my god, does it do it well. It's just wonderful. I didn't expect this from this game. It's really, really unique in every sense that I find. And it's just amazing. The relationships are the root and core of this game. And it delivers so well. But when we move a little bit away from the narrative, especially from some parts, so I don't want to spoil it for you guys, especially because <laughs> it is four years after, but still, it's, it's worth just playing the game to see what you have to face. But I would say that Everything in this game is just about celebrating those relationships, about that your friends can be your brothers and that your relationships are important, cherish them. There are many things that this game just well celebrates it, and I love it for that. But when it comes to gameplay, it's even better. This is the first Final Fantasy, I think, that went this route. Like, huge open world and at the same time action-focused so much more. I loved it. It was one hell of a hell of an update, and I love it still in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Review coming on that later. But still, this this was one hell of a action title. I mean, everything. Everyone has their own different style, and that's what I like. It's not just repetition. Everyone has their own different style, unique style. You get to actually play in the main story, but in the DLC, you get to experience them more. And even in the main game, even if you don't play as them. You still feel it, how different they are, how it's different to manage them and all that. It's just fabulous to watch. Noctis is one that has many different abilities, and yet it's just amazing to play as him as well. It just feels that he's really powerful and he can get more powerful. It's up to you to make him powerful. And by the end of the game, I had learned so many mechanics of it that I was really good. Now, when it comes to the Royal Edition, there are many changes to the main game since the game's original release. Some changes to some levels, some different kind of interaction with the level, some uh, quality of life improvements. There are many things that haven't improved in the Royal Edition. 
Or basically, by royal edition, I mean like the final edition of the game that was released. So if this was the game that was released, I would say that it would definitely have a high mark. After all these years, I still play it and I don't feel like the game is dated. I feel like the game is still fresh. It has so many things. The graphics are amazing. The side quests are amazing. The main missions are pretty good. And the fact that you don't feel like it's a grind to do some stuff, that's actually amazing. I think that there are many things in the game that feel really good to do. Like the camping is actually one of the things I liked. I liked taking pictures of myself during battle and outside the battle. I liked the cooking. I liked the running and surviving. I liked the fishing so very much actually. This was one of my favorite parts of the game. I enjoyed it doing fishing. It was really cool. And of course the Royal Edition gives you kind of a cheat. It gives you better equipment. There's actually one equipment in the Royal Edition that I didn't like and I wish they wouldn't put it in the game. That's the Magitek armor. I never used it. I didn't know what it was. But I searched it and when I learned what it was, I was like, no, that's, that's just cheating. The whole experience should be like in a way that you're doing your best to survive and fight. That's the main challenge. Why would I you know, ruin it for myself with something so stupid? There are many things in the game that I like. The lore of the game is amazing. The summons are absolutely freaking amazing. It just feels so amazing to suddenly like summon Leviathan or something like that. And you kick someone in his ass. It's just, wow. There are so many things to love about this game. The gameplay is fantastic. The open world is fantastic. The world feels supremely alive. And that's, that's where, again, that was in 2016. There are so many things that work. There are things that don't work, such as the regalia doesn't really have that much of a good control. It's kind of on my nerves. It, it didn't make me want to drive it. When it came to regalia type F, yeah, I did. It was amazing. It felt really good. And it could have been improved, but still, it was like, like flying a bat wing, maybe. Like I said, there are many things that work. Many things. There are some things that suck. Camera angles sometimes are bad. Not that bad. Sometimes. It, it goes on your nerves sometimes. Narratively, there are some gaps. They don't hurt the story, but they make you question everything. You're like, okay, how did this happen? And you, you have to pay DLC. Unless you get a Royal Edition, you won't feel cheated. But if you don't get a Royal Edition, you well, will feel cheated. Like, what the hell happened here? But... There are many things that work in this game, and I love that they kept improving the game in many ways. So I would say that if you have never played Final Fantasy, if you have played it and you want a different experience, if you were on the fence about buying Final Fantasy XV, take it from me, a guy who waited more than 10 years to play this goddamn game, a guy who had played games that took a long time to come, and yet some of them disappointed him, such as Last Guardian. I mean, the gameplay was so bad for me, that I didn't want to continue the game because it felt so dated. I couldn't play the game. I'm sorry. I tried to, but I still can't play the damn game. I hear good things about it. I, I was excited to play it. But given the gameplay and how terrible it felt, I didn't want to finish. But that was a game that, after all these years, it still feels fresh to me somehow. I mean... The gameplay should be terrible, but it's not. It's actually really, really nice. So I would say if you have waited even this long, don't hesitate. Buy the game, have fun, and just enjoy everything about the game. The dynamic 24-hour cycle of the game, the 
amazing models created, the amazing combat, the amazing music. The story that I would rate it as really good, not amazing, but really good. The emotional weight, which I would rate it as one of the best in gaming. There are many things that work in this game. I wished we could have had a sequel, but knowing the story, there's no way of a sequel possible. No way. This, it's actually kind of sucks that there's no way, but I love the fact that they expanded on this universe, especially with the anime that they made, the five-part anime, because it was actually really nice to watch and just enjoy. There are many things to love about this game. There are many things to love about this world they created. And I will tell you, without a doubt, this is an experience that will remain with you for a long, long time. Like I said, the emotional punch of this game is just amazing. It knows how to do that. It knows how to make you care. And I love it. If you have yet to play Final Fantasy XV, take my word for it. Go buy the game. It's worth the money. Buy the Royal Edition version of the game. Don't buy Episode Arden. Just read what the hell it's about. And you're good. This is one hell of a game. You will not be disappointed in buying it, in trying it out for yourself, and having fun. So please, do yourself a favor if you're a fan of JRPGs or Final Fantasy or any other thing that relates to this somehow. Have fun, and don't forget, this is one hell of an experience that you have to make for yourself before you die. It's that good. This was my review, and with total happiness, I will give it 10 out of 10. If anyone disagrees with me, I don't care. I actually loved this game to bits. This is amazing. I'm actually reviewing, the, of course, the final version that came, which means that those improvements are, in fact, part of the game. So, if that wasn't as good as it was when it released, now it is actually worth 10 out of 10. Thank you, Square Enix, for making such a great game. I love it. I love it, and I hope that the rest of the Final Fantasies will be just as good, if not better. I mean, I'm actually waiting for Final Fantasy 16. It should be one hell of a game. But even if we don't get one, well, 15 was a really nice way to end this, but I don't think it will be the end. I think for the longest time we'll be seeing some crazy numbers coming out of this series. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I hope it was informative, and I hope you guys will consider buying this game and enjoying it. See you guys on the next one.